time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody? And what, what the fuck? <laughs> the first time. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking boss, TJ Bowser, the Lady Browser. And joining me as always, your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? And Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. <sighs> yep. Uh, he, he's wearing a Ma- Michael Myers mask. Yeah, just so everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for you audio listeners out there, yeah. um, uh, I messed up the intro for the first time, and I want to say I don't know forever. Oh, I'm here, yeah, you're good. Cool. It's all you're good. good. Yeah. So, without further ado, and with before we get into this week's review, it's time for your slice of life, Big Johnny D. Yeah, buddy. Tell him what you did. What did I do? Well, let's see. Yesterday, I recorded episode 14 of Wake and Bake with my lovely co-host, Mr. TJ Bowser. Uh, It was a good, fun episode. Go check it out on Project Louder, whether you do it on Facebook or YouTube or check out the website. Other than that, I went to the drive-in for the first time in a long time, but I talked about it on Wake and Bake, so you can go check that out. I will bring up uh, Saturday, I went to a haunted house, and it was actually a really decent one. Uh, it was two haunted houses in a hayride, and I will say the second haunted house was the best because it's always one of those one. It's one of those ones where it makes you walk in super weird, tight little corridors and shit. Like you actually got to like walk through fireplaces and stuff like that. And I always personally respect that. And I honestly think one of the scariest things in there, and it wasn't even a monster or anything like that, but it was just one of those duck corridors. So it started with a ramp going down to about maybe a four-foot thing, all covered in five-inch shag carpet. Nice. Ugh. Disgusting. <laughs> it just it so gross looking and feeling. Ugh. Uh, but no, dude, it was awesome, super enjoyable. And I got to actually rewind back a little bit past last episode because – as Chad will know, I forgot a story that I definitely should have brought up, and I'll bring it up now. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So what I was doing my fucking photo shoot uh, last two Thursdays ago, uh, it was at the beginning of the shoot, and we were near the chicken shed because, you know, it looks like the shack from part two. So me not seeing anything around because I'm looking in a fucking viewfinder at the people I'm taking shots at uh you ever have a fucking bug go near your ear and it just sounds like a thousand times louder yes yeah okay viewfinder no peripheral fucking chicken dude it's just like (laughs) dude sound like a fucking helicopter coming in i'm like what the fuck is that dude jumps on my back so i start like swatting at it dude and it's just like fucking flapping the shit out of the back of my head so i had to rip my head off and fucking Beat this goddamn rooster off my back. Yes, I had to beat a cock off my back. <laughs> so it finally flew away. And beating away, huh? Yeah, dude. And this obviously all happened in like 30 <laughs> seconds. So everybody who got to watch that, 
la- was laughing their fucking asses off, dude. Well, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Like, <laughs> holy shit. And, and the whole time the cat was trying to kill the chicken. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of fucking rooting for the cat. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fucking go get it. Dude. Dude, it was like straight up, like pulling predator shit up in the trees, like looking at this chicken. I'm like, oh, do it. Do it. Like, but never happened. Uh, but other than that, man, just been enjoying myself. Uh, Chad, how have you been, brother? <laughs> Not bad, man. And that's, I sure as hell don't have any stories to top that chicken attack. That's fantastic. I, I'm sorry, but I know you were probably waiting for me to bring it up. I was. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this past week has been kind of quiet. I finally got to have a little bit of a date with the wife. We went out for lunch on Saturday. Nice. Nice. We didn't get to do really much because we were kind of under time constraints. <laughs> Listen, does it really matter as long as there's not kids there? No, Man. no, definitely not. <laughs> See, other, than, other than that, it's been pretty quiet around here. I started playing. <laughs> I, started play, yeah. I, just, I started playing the started playing the Last of Us Part Two. Ah, there it is. How is that so far? I'm really enjoying it. I. I don't care what the haters say. I'm enjoying it. I don't care. <laughs> haters gonna hate you. Did you just see what she said? No, I'm just laughing at you. I don't care what the haters say. I like it. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm having fun. Fuck it. I love Chicken it. Chicken. <laughs> I like Brody's math equation. That's great. Cock plus, <laughs> Chad, plus pussy equals death. What's that? Was it worth the wait? I'd say so. Okay, fair enough. Did you I mean, pick it up on only- sale? Yeah, I got it on the uh, the Amazon Prime Day, one of their sales. I only paid like forty bucks for it. Oh, there you oh, go. Nice, nice, yeah. dude. Yeah, so it's not bad. But let's see. Other than that, not much. Oh, and I went shopping yesterday, and I got uh, I got this handsome fella right here. What do we get? Oh, what do we get? What do we get? Part four. That is a part four neck edge. That. That. That's the ultimate, right? Yes. Okay. Ooh. That's what I figured. Yeah, I finally found one of those. It, it's 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 rare to find things like that around here. I usually have to oh, go yeah. first to Pittsburgh. TJ knows. Nah, not me. <laughs> I see him every Target. Hey, Chad, uh, Living yeah. Dead Weekend on, on November 7th is going to be at the Monroeville Mall uh, if you want to go with me. I might. I'll just mm-hmm. let you know. It's Small Saturday. Date. Yeah. <laughs> Brew date. Yes, there, there, there'll be definitely be a, a a predator Dylan in uh moment like Dylan, you son of a bitch, you son of a bitch, <laughs> and then like the epic, <laughs> yes, mm. a, a lot less muscle, the, a lot less muscle. <laughs> Listen, as long as you get that sweet high five that makes your hands sting for like five minutes, man, that's all that matters. But now you make sure you say though, what's the matter? See, I got you pushing too many pencils. Right. <laughs> So no, yeah, not much else is new uh, around here. How about you, Bobby? What's new was, with you, buddy? It was a pretty chill weekend. Um, I was watching the UFC fights and such on Saturday and everything, and then um, it was pretty much chilling. There wasn't a whole lot going on. I was hanging out with my girlfriend, and then uh, yesterday we were at her family friend's house, and that's it. There wasn't a whole lot going on this weekend. So that that's that's literally it. This weekend was very chill. Like. Probably the most relaxed I've been in like the past two weeks. So yeah, I, I did. We just cut Bobby. Bobby. Ah, Bobby, refresh. What refresh. did it just happen last week? We literally lost somebody during their slice of life. Was it Bobby again, or was it Chad? I can't even fucking remember. 
I know you lost me during the uh, behind the scenes. I think it was. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what I I'm might thinking. be. By the way, shout out Brody, Scuba, yep. Sarah. Gentlemen, Sarah. I'm Anybody jealous. You know what? You get to cuddle with that. I don't. So I don't know if she's still even listening. <laughs> oh, she is. <laughs> now I'm here. There we are. Yeah, he is. But uh, where were you at, buddy? I, I, it just cut out. But I picked up uh, the shittiest <gasps> stranger's mask for a Halloween party because I was running out of time. And it is Trick or Treat Studios. Is that <laughs> print night? Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, it okay. is. That's the eyes. They're uh, they're straight instead of circles. Circles. I'm surprised you didn't make it, dude. You I, being the cosplay buff you are, huh? I didn't have the time for this one, but I'm I'm working on other stuff now. So but, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, it was just a chill weekend. <laughs> that's a pretty that's big the... fucking potato sack for Bobby's head. <laughs> Yo, that thing fucking fits. Like that's I'm surprised it fucking... does. That thing fucking fits. So I'm yeah. happy. But that's about it for me. Literally, just chill. Boss, you, let's go. Well, as I say every week, podcast here, podcast there, podcasts everywhere. This week we had uh, Nick Benson, special effects artist from Tremors, and his friend, was it James Azriel, on, and they were on to talk about their prop museum, Cinelogia, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they have some crazy props, over 110 movies they said they have props from. No shit. They have a couple lost things too. Right now, they have an entire Silent Hill display, four f- full nurses, two pyramid heads, uh, and a whole bunch of like other stuff. They have the entire costume set from the main cast of Silent Hill nice. One, and then some Silent Hill Two stuff. But that's but uh, the crazy thing is like this is gonna blow your mind. So we asked the question early in the show, like what is there since he has so many props and they they all don't fit in there, right? Like, how often do you rotate things out? And he said seasonal. And then as the show goes on, he explains why. He doesn't live in Las Vegas. He lives, like, by Lance. He has to... Oh, wow, really? drives all the props to Vegas himself and swaps everything out and then drives it back. So that's why it's seasonal. Did you catch... Did you ask him what size U-Haul trailer he fucking rents for that shit? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to know. What That's a solid 30-footer at least. It's got to be. There's but he there. said that uh, they're open now. They're in Las Vegas. Look it up. Cinelogia. Tickets are $25 at the door. Uh, COVID restrictions apply, all that good stuff. So head on over, guys. Check it out. Really cool episode with those guys. And then Sunday, I got to hang out with my daughters. Super good time. Hell yeah. And- got some new movies in i got the 4k terminator 2 4k terminator dark fate 4k starship troopers and then i got the scream factory uh john carpenter's vampires nice yeah padre it's uh pretty i haven't watched that movie in a minute it's jam-packed with special features and the Ah, that's one of my qualities yeah i love starship troopers is it just the first one or is the whole like series just the first one it's the 4k scan of the four i mean honestly that's the only one you really need mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. uh the animated show is not bad i mean i try listen i try to give three credit where credit was due because they brought yeah. back rico but it's not the man, same bro no no not even close you <sighs> need right, fucking bro. mph bro mph but uh we watched halloween 2 today and sarah actually watched it with me so nice. that was pretty cool and she actually recognized the soundtrack and said, don't you own this on vinyl? And I was like, hey, 
So that definitely happened. So she's definitely got an ear. She's paying attention. Shout out to my fiance. Set it right this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's learning. He's getting I there. I had to so catch him yesterday on Wake and Bake. Further ado, <laughs> it's time for our review of 1981's Halloween 2. Directed by Rick Rosenthal, who also directed the other great Halloween film, Halloween Resurrection. Written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Produced by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Starring JLC as Lori Strode, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis. Six times, people. Six times. Six times. Plus Charles, another five. Yeah. Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Leigh Brackett. Lance Guest as Jimmy. Pamela Shoup as Nurse Karen Bailey to return in Halloween H2O, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Hey, hey I, just, I just realized you said six times. He shot him six times. He also played Dr. Loomis six times. Six times. No. Oh, wait, no. They, no, they no. sound alike. That's Fine. right. H2O, they sound alike. You're yes, actually that's wrong. Right. In this movie, it's seven times. Recount. Wait. Yeah, he's right. Well, he shot him five times in the hospital. Did he shot him two other times? No, I mean, yeah, like, at the very beginning. Oh. It's, it's seven times when they reshot it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hunter Von Leer as Deputy Gary Hunt. Tony Moyer as Nurse Jill Franco. And Alicia as Nurse Janet Marshall. Rest in peace, Tony. Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers. Dick Warlock as Michael Myers slash yeah. Patrolman. Number three, Gloria Gifford as Nurse Virginia Owls. Leo Rossi as Bud Scarlatti. Leo, we know Leo. Where's he from? Jersey. Oh, no, he's also from Maniac Cop 2. Yes, that's right. Uh, I am hearing. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I accept that answer. I accept that answer. That's a great answer. Done fucked up. No, Shout out good. to our it. sponsor, Adam Schmidt. What's up, buddy? What's up, sir? Find him over at Instagram at weapon.creations. Yeah. So, uh, Leo Rossi, shout out to you too, dude. Fuck yeah. He's that crazy dude, Maniac Cop, right? Refresh my memory. Yeah, he is. He is. He's the one that is like on the side. He's like, like, uh, he's oh, like, uh, oh, oh, 80s Rafi. 80s Rafi. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yes. Get ready to see my dick. Yes. Ford <laughs> Rainey as Dr. Frederick Mixter. Music by John Carpenter and Alan Howorth, who would go on to do the music for a lot of these uh, Halloween five. sequels. Cinema photography by. There we go. Edited by Mark Goldblatt and Skip Skolnick. Skolnick. Distributed by Universal Pictures. Released on October 30th, 1981. Runtime of 92 midgets. Budget 2.5 million. Gross 25.5 million. That is a hell of an increase there. Which is pretty good. Yeah, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. This this claims to be HD. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? Nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason that wasn't even remotely human. Oh, this is Elrod. Some kind of a joke. I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what <laughs> death is. Yes! There he is. Oh, Trema, he There's far more explosions in this movie. <laughs> there is no place to hide. He will always find you. 
think I saw Putty Cat? It's a Celtic word. It means the Lord of the Dead. My dad greeted me that way once. He yelled Sam Hain. PM. <laughs> oh. oh, that's that's just that's just beautiful. We'll give Bobby a second here. He's a little verklempt. Uh So, guys, picking up precisely where his predecessor left off, Halloween Two follows the same ill-fated characters as they encounter the knife-wielding maniac they left for dead in the first Halloween. It seems the inhuman Michael Myers is still very much alive and out for revenge as he stalks the deserted halls of the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, where Laurie Strode lays waiting. As he gets closer and closer to his terrified target, Dr. Loomis discovers the chilling mystery behind the crazed psychopath's savage actions. The body count continues as the film rises to a thrilling climax. And Ooh, thrilling yeah. it is. Yeah, buddy. Dude, it's, uh, it's everything a sequel should be. More, uh-huh. more explosions. It's like also more blood. Me. More blood, right. More- what it's uh, gore and it's more people it is the right. embodiment of this show it literally has made one of the best memes in the last five years of memes <laughs> yeah. and that is the finger up the butt <laughs> yeah it, like i mean come on and if you didn't know that now you know that's how you're gonna, you're gonna i forgot all about that i haven't seen that meme in a while thanks johnny you're but, welcome. I, you know what? Our phones will butt. be listening, so you're gonna see it within probably 24 hours now. I would. Oh imagine. yeah, yeah. All, right. All things well. aside, like this to me <sighs> is the sequel of. Besides wow. This to, to me <laughs> was the pinnacle of like sequels besides other movies because like this literally carried over that same night. Like, so you would say it's the pinnacle of horror sequels, probably. Prob more than likely. Yeah. I could I, I could say that this film's better than the first film. Uh, they perfected uh, the Halloween formula, and I think that this could be revered as the best slasher film of all time. Mm. Wow. Tell me a better I would one. I have Dad. to disagree. A better slasher movie or a better sequel? Better slasher film. Oh, I was going to say... I was I pieces. I love that. Pieces was pretty good. I would put pieces above this. Mm. Is there any reason I, why I, I, I would be hearing movie, myself? Any it, reason? Is, it, is everybody making sure that I'm not coming through your t- computer for some reason? No, you're hello, hello, hello. I hear you. Let's see, I'll turn my head. Hello, 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 hello. Loud. I, my deaf ass. I say I'm. Uh, I'm yeah, you might be hitting it from my headset, but I, that's all I can. Is that any better, sir? 
I think we should be okay, unless it's yeah, picking up through Chad's life alert. I, I think we're okay. Nothing here. No. Hey, man, I'm right behind. I'm, I'm not that far behind Chad, man. So it's like my Speaking of life is- alerts, my mom needs one. She uh, fell and hurt her ankle today. Uh, oh, damn. She's fine, but it just made me send her a bunch of memes and gifts, and she, she wasn't having it. Are you getting uh, your life alert? And you were, bru- you were brutal about uh-huh. it in the chat, too. Oh, yes, yes. Like, she, Are you like getting your life alert for Christmas? I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please video that if you do. I mean, I... <laughs> I was like, you're 47. You can't be falling. Like, stop. <laughs> She's 47, not 67. She'll be fine. Exactly. <laughs> but she messages me. She's like, I'm on my way to the hospital. She's like, I fell. And I was like, what? I shouldn't be hearing this for another 20 years. Like, <laughs> I think my anyway. first question would be like, how? Yeah. Anyway. Like, I was trying these new Heelys out. And, you know. I <laughs> 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 oh fuck. so before we continue of this review let's call doppelganger kangabanger okay oh yeah guys i know that? he's got notes sexy aussie voice what's up brother not much man i don't just fucking woke up to be honest oh okay. how are you and the motherfucking crew Pretty fucking wonderful. Great. Thank great you for asking. And I can't wait to hear We're kicking th- names and taking ass. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts <laughs> on Halloween too. Well, just let me start off by saying I love everything about this fucking film. You know, to follow it up three years later, still look like a continuation of the same night. As the first is like I think they did an outstanding job. Um, I guess we have Kunde to think uh, to thank for that, thank for that, yeah. So, but um, you know, like from the cinematography, um, like of the streets to the gothic hallway to the hospital, like the way Michael floats from the shadow play, to me is unnerving and showcases to what I think is his best betrayal. Um, I think Dick Warlock's version of the shape screams perfection to me. You know, he definitely nailed the character's persona. Um, I also just want to add that I'm glad that this was the pissed off version of Michael becoming a ruthless slasher that we didn't get to see from the first film, you know, overall solid direction and executed very nicely. Awesome. So what would you give this uh, out of five? Um, you know what? Um, Cena used to watch it religiously as a kid. I'm gonna have to give it a five out of five. Oh, that's wow. my boy. That's my boy. That's fair. I honestly, I honestly think it's better than the first film. That's just me. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, I just love how, yeah, Michael's just a ruthless motherfucker in this film. Yes, absolutely ruthless. Well, Brody, thank you uh, for. Lending a hand to the show this week, and uh, we'll see you next week. No worries. Well, I look forward to it, and uh, take it easy, boys. You too. Peace out. See you later, buddy. Later, buddy. Cheers. And uh, for anybody listening, if you do enjoy Brody's sexy voice, uh, you can actually catch him over on uh, Scuba Steve's next episode, I believe. I'm calling the bastard. Hold on. He'll fucking promo for you. Here we go. Well, I just promo (laughs) fucking four hips. There you go. (laughs) 
You let the poor man whore himself. Yo. Scuba Listen, Steve, he's gonna... whore yourself. Whore yourself What's on the show. Up? <laughs> Sexy son of the bitches. <laughs> You know, you hold yourself right now. Okay, let's put it the Scuba Steve way and the Scuba Steve guarantee. Yes. So what's going on, Phyllis? So Halloween 2, thoughts, feelings? Oh, I love it. I love Halloween 2, you know, and I have to agree with you. It is probably hands down one of the the best slasher film ever. Um, and it's it's a great follow-up to the first one. And I think it's it's actually better than the first Halloween movie. Um, the, the soundtrack was amazing. The way the movie was filmed was amazing. Michael, I mean, Dick Warlock did a great job portraying Michael Myers, yes. you know? So it, it's, it's one of my all time favorite movies. I mean, who doesn't love Michael Myers, you know? And I think this was a great follow-up to the first movie. And, you know, one of the rare films that picks up that same night and, you know, you, you can watch the first one. And then watch the second one right away and it's boom. You know, it's like you're watching four hours worth of awesomeness or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Three hours of awesomeness. So I, I it's a great movie. I love it. I, I there, there's nothing bad to say about this movie at all. Hell yeah, all man. Right. What would you rate this out of five? A five. Solid five. Hands down. Fucking A. Fucking A. So uh let's end this call with a little promo for the next episode of Somewhat Supernatural. All right, so next episode of Somewhat Supernatural in two weeks, in two weeks, uh, we're going to have Brody, and we will be discussing all things Australia, anything supernatural in Australia. Uh, we've been going over some stuff already, and the Yowie is one of the things we will be discussing, TJ, so yeah! I know you're going to love that. Nice. So Tell Scoob I just listened to episode two today, if you can't hear uh, me. Scoob just said, uh, fuck, John just said that he listened to episode two today. I'm going to get oh, tomorrow awesome. myself while I'm doing work. And Bobby said he's going to listen to it. So until next time, you Steve. See you All right, brother. man. I'll talk to you guys later. later. Peace out. See you later, buddy. Later, buddy. Okay, guys. So moving on with this week's review. Bum, bum, what can bum. be said about this movie? What? 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 I mean. What? Like, continuing with what everyone else said. I love this movie. Like. I can't even remember the first time I saw it. When's the first time you saw it, Chad? Let's see. I was about, uh, let's say about eight or nine years old. It was on just regular broadcast TV because, yeah, we didn't have cable where I lived and we never rented it. So I saw it on regular broadcast TV and it actually scared the crap out of me. Yeah. So I'd say it was very effective. And, you know, I've been a Michael Myers fan ever since. I actually saw this one before I saw the first one. So, Really? Two was my first. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can't remember how I was a teen when I watched this because I saw the first one when I was a kid, but never got around to watching the second one until like I started getting more into horror and stuff. So I remember the first Halloween movie I watched was six. Really? Yeah. Starting right at the ass. My brother, my brother had them on VHS, so I just picked one. But the first time I saw two. Was it? I, I bought a DVD. It was from, I don't remember where I got it from, but it was Universal? Odd, no, no. It had an odd cover on it. Like, I've never seen that DVD cover since. But hmm. is, it the, is it the cover where, uh, is it, does it have um, Loomis on the cover of it? It has Loomis, Lori, and Michael. Yeah, I, I had that. that. That's what I had. And I, I'm like, 
okay. But I remember the first time I saw this, like, I was like, this is fucking creepy looking. Like, this really gets into the atmosphere. From that day forward, literally, probably for a couple of years, I could say, every day. Every, like, I, I, I literally don't have to watch this movie to <laughs> everything. From the moment Mr. Sandman starts to the moment it Mr. ends. Mr. Sandman. Like, I could give you the credits if you wanted it. Like, that's 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 pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Fuck you, so, Brody. Fuck you. Wait, wait what do you say? Is he try is he trying to get me triggered? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brody's asking me how good Insidious is, oh. knowing full well that I fucking hate I was gonna say, I've never actually watched them. Insid I hate it. The they are good films. Maybe the last two were you say they are or they aren't? No, they are. Oh. Like the okay. first one. No, the, first, the, first, Prince of, the first one, the first half of the first one was decent. The when when he went to the The second one, though, is, is better than the first, I feel. It, okay. it can't be worse. Because halfway through he goes into this fucking ghost dimension. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh, so it's paranormal activity six. Sweet. No. I haven't seen no, that. Totally. It's literally called the ghost dimension. <laughs> no, totally different kind of dimension, but yeah. Eh. We, me and my girlfriend were talking about that. Like, it's an okay. Wait, guys, isn't this a Halloween review? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. You can thank Brody for triggering me. <laughs> Fuck Fucking you, Brody. mentioning the, the demon, Fuck that, <laughs> the Darth Maul Freddy Krueger demon. Brody's just that extra little dude in the back, but he's still like, you know what I mean? Like, no, he's, he still he's derails the show like purposely. He's the agitator, he dude. dude. He is. Fuck is the instigate the instigator. <laughs> he, is. he is that is instigating right there. That is totally instigating. Instigate him. Instigate him now. All right. So uh, there's not much else we could really say. John, do you have anything to say before uh, we go behind the scenes? Yeah, so obviously in comparison to like the first one, and I feel like you guys have kind of dude, but let me just say Myers is a fucking hulk in this one. Mm -hmm. Literally, he pulls the fucking lig Lou Ferrigno fucking through the door, like blah. And I was like. Wow, dude, like I to be honest, because I haven't watched it in a fucking good minute. I kind of forgot about that shit. <laughs> but like so did I, dude. He was breaking through doors before Jason was. Okay, yes. And as ridiculous as it seems, I guess if you if you take it in context with how fucking strong he is in this movie, the fact that he just picks a nurse up with the end of a fucking scalpel, like it's goddamn nothing. And, you know, some people might say it's ridiculous, but I'm like, dude, he breaks through a door. He gets shot like 11 fucking times. Like. He's not human. Listen, and you know what? It's the curse of the form. And here's the other thing. I will say. Yes, Bobby. I don't know if I can necessarily say this is better. I would say it's equal with the first one, because, like, I personally love him as one joint movie. I mean. I agree with that because you couldn't appreciate all the amazing Loomis dialogue in this movie. If it wasn't for the first one. Yeah. And I love Loomis's fucking random rants and like, dude, you can <laughs> give me a whole nother hour of that shit. And I'd be like, yep. Yeah, mm, just eating that shit up all day. I, I very much agree with you on that, John. Cause I mean, like, I, like I said, this is probably, I don't want to say my fa I There's like four favorites of this whole franchise. This one, being obviously franchise but i can't appreciate this and nobody can without the first one because as we all said without the first one there would not have been a second one 
Like he definitely goes uh like what is it in uh Friday the 13th game like he hits rage mode in this movie. You know yeah, what I mean? Rage mode, yep. Like that's exactly just, what I thought too. Yeah, <laughs> he he's just the door, breaking like, through mode. doors. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Nothing's stunning him. Like nah. and like and, and we'll talk about it later but I mean this is not my favorite scene but this was my runner up since but I have my favorite but I have to say this now. Uh-huh. When you see Laurie going back into the hospital and you just see him Listen, I have never seen any other movie monster do this or slasher. You ever seen a man just walk through the glass window without moving his fucking arms? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Like, can like, I add? Like, can I add one like, snippet to that? I have freeze framed this. There's no blinking in the eyes. Like, le- just legitimately thinking from a standpoint <laughs> of someone who has to do that. Those eyes were locked on. Like, there was no blinking. That's not even that, dude. I'm gonna add to that. It wasn't just glass. He went through a fucking metal bar. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, fuck. He's like, excuse me. Like, just right through that shit. He was Terminator before the Terminator. He was fucking Jason. Like, like, he just walked in. I'm just like, I was like this when I first saw him. Like, how? How? (laughs) As a 10-year-old kid, I was like, I don't get this. And I get I mean, dude, you get some great fucking long pan shots in this, dude. Like, I could watch that whole beginning, like, 15 minutes just on repeat. I could watch people get loaded into the back of an ambulance for hours. As long as Dean (laughs) Cundy's doing those tracking shots, I could watch it. Well, I'm just saying that whole when he's like walking in the back alleys with the dog and stuff, and then he goes, like, oh, everything. Everything's beautiful. Yeah. And, the street scene with the boombox kid, and then like that whole kind. Con- oh, well, we could sit here and we could talk about tracking shots all day, but let's talk about <laughs> fixed position cameras and the work that is done here. Oh, mm. let's talk about the Elrod House. Mm. Let's talk about the maternity ward. Mm. I love the El- I love that whole scene because I literally looked at my wife when we were watching that. I was like. I would say that's us, but that's already us. Like I'm usually already like falling also, asleep in the chair. And she's- <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't know if anybody else will bring this up in the credits. Mrs. Elrod is listed, but her husband is not listed as Mrs. Elrod. It's listed as man in chair. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's her husband. I think that's her boyfriend. Ooh. You should that's brought that up for big questions, dude. Yeah. Mrs. <laughs> was she? Uh, ooh. That's why she was making him a sandwich. Mr. Elrod was not home. Exactly. Oh, That's why she's in yep. her robe. Yep. Oh, all. dude, you guys, a whole, you Elrod, just got a whole nother side movie, man. The Elrod. Oh, Mrs. Elrod, you whore. <laughs> you imagine, imagine that just making it about some cheating old people and then just end it with Michael Myers stealing their kitchen knife. Like, that's how you bring it all together. That's how he's celebrating sex with Mrs. Elrod watching Night of the Living Dead and she's making him a sandwich. Kudos to you, guy in chair. So right. He asks him, Eric, you want mayonnaise on your sandwich? Yeah. You sleeping again? You know what? <laughs> and I love. She wore him out. Right. Of course he was sleeping. She wore out. Mrs. Thank Elrod, you know. Uh, thank God for public domain, by the way, because how awesome is it to always enjoy a little bit of. Uh, Night of Living Dead. Grace, come sit on my face. <laughs> uh, Don't make me cry. 
I need your pie. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about public domain. Okay, Uh, Chad, I think it's time that you uh, peek behind that curtain. Nah, we're not going to do that There's so much. No curtain peeking? Okay, so I've got a lot. Just let Bobby go. I've got a lot. I'm just I'm just teasing you fuckers. Okay, so the mask Michael wears is the exact same mask worn in the original Halloween film. It looks different in the sequel because the paint had faded due to a few reasons. First, because Nick Castle, the original Michael, kept it in his back pocket during shoots. Also, Deborah Hill kept the mask under her bed for several years until the filming of Halloween 2, causing it to collect dust and yellow because Hill was a heavy smoker. Also, the mask appears wider because Dick Warlock is shorter and stockier than Nick Castle, so the mask fits his head differently. As the producers thought it would be the final sequel in the series, they let Warlock keep the mask, scalpel, boots, jumpsuit, and knife used in filming. When they decided to revive Michael in Halloween 4, the producers realized they had to ma- they'd made a mistake and never again gave props out to the cast and crew. Therefore, subsequent sequels used different masks that looked rather different. And there is more on that further on down. Uh, where I talk about the uh, the hero mask and the stunt mask. <clears throat> so to get the role of Michael Myers, Dick Warlock <laughs> revealed that as he passed by a room, the Michael Myers mask was on a table. He put the mask on and walked into Rick Rosenthal's office and just stood there. After Rosenthal continuously asked him who he was and he didn't reply, he took off the mask and asked if he could play Michael Myers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Literally. Yeah, you just just stand there menacingly. Uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill had no interest in making a sequel as they believed the original was a standalone movie. When the studio offered them more money to write the script, Carpenter took the job so he could earn back what he believes was owed was his owed pay at the time. Uh, however, the script was not forming out as well as he thought, and he had personally stated that the only thing helping him through the screenplay process was a six-pack of Budweiser every day, yep. which led to what he believes an inferior script and bad choices in the movie's story. He later called Halloween 2 an abomination and a horrible movie. Which, which, I'd like to add, you could totally tell he hated because obviously he was just trying to kill all his characters off and shit. Like... Oh. Not only that, um, I mean, you'll probably say it, Chad, anyway, but at the time when he was doing this... Laurie's Ir- fucked by the end of Yablons was suing him because he got, a, he got a deal with Avco Embassy to do mm-hmm. Fog and then Escape from New York, but Irwin didn't know that. He said, oh, okay, do Escape from New York, then come do Halloween too." Yeah, no. And they went and did those two, and then it's like, well, I'm suing you both. Now you have to do this. So think about it. Yeah, he wanted the money back. He thought he was owed, but he also had no choice. You yeah, know, I uh, he had. A, I, I watched that on the Halloween two uh, special features there, and it, the dude said like it was just it was his own buddy that he told on the plane. He's like, "Yo, we got Carpenter do the fog in Halloween 2. He didn't even mention uh, Escape from New York actually. Escape from New York, but which is actually kind of sweet. But yeah, then he uh, this dude just literally stole it out from underneath him, and then that's where the lawsuit fucking came from. It's like, wow, man, fuck that shit. So eighty one was a like a, a double edged sword year for Carpenter, right? Oh, by the way, they 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 even made the whole uh, John Carpenter writing Halloween two into a Budweiser commercial. Yes, what was uh, that like last year? Like two, was it was it only last year? No, last year, maybe the year before. I think it was two. It was two years ago. I say I do, yeah, I say I do remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, where was I? Producer, writer, John Carpenter didn't like Rick Rosenthal's first version of the film, believing it to be as scary as an episode of Quincy M.E. 
A re-edit was done, but Carpenter still found it too tame, so he took over the editing process and sped up the action. He also shot a few gory scenes that were added into the film despite Rosenthal's objections. This annoyed Rosenthal because he wanted the sequel to emulate the way the original avoided explicit violence and gore in favor of well-crafted suspense and terror. In fact, Carpenter had intended for Halloween 2 to do just that, but the success of the new wave of slasher films in 79 and 80 made him afraid that a film that was scary and R-rated but lacked bloodshed and nudity would do poorly at the box office, leading to the extra graphic material inclusions. He later said he thought Rosenthal didn't have a feeling for what was going on with the film, and of course Rosenthal went on to direct Halloween. Halloween Resurrection, the best film of the entire series. Exactly. You better watch it. <laughs> treat, motherfucker. Dude, we have Rosenthal to thank for that. Dude, that you can argue with me, but that's some of the best atmosphere of all the Halloween movies. I I'll mean, give you that. I yeah. won't give you the best out of the series. You're pushing because your luck. That Myers house is fucking tastefully done. That is... Mwah. I like that it was a hybrid of like an actual theatrical film and like a found Yeah, that was too. interesting. Like I did like that. The only thing I, it's, it's not as bad as people think it is. If you no. Ryan, you're fine. But the only thing it's, I, it's still better than anything Rob Zombie did. Listen, yep, there is one, there's one thing I hate about that movie. Are you? It's so minuscule. Being a cosplayer, are you ready? Is that black fucking makeup under his eyes? Because you're never supposed to see that. Never, and you see it clearly. Now I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never noticed. Oh, you, well, now I feel like I have water. to watch it just to see if I notice yeah, that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this is the only Halloween film to show the morning after the 31st. Every other movie ends on Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it is the full continuation, but yes. The sequel, though not as successful at the box office as the original, still grossed more money than other 1981 horror movies, such as The Howling, Friday the 13th Part 2, and The Final Conflict. It, this movie did about half of what the original at the time. Mm-hmm. Which is still pretty good. Yeah, but it's still made like insane bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Compare Jaws to Jaws 2. It's like they did Jaws 2 did 70 and Jaws 2 is extremely underrated. Oh yeah, it is. Continue. Yeah, it's still not a bad movie, except for that one shot of the shark. I cannot I hate that shot. I feel like we've discussed this. We have. That's why I'm not okay. bringing it up any further. Uh, the film, <laughs> this film was set immediately after the first Halloween, since Jamie Lee Curtis had begun to wear a much shorter hairstyle in the 80s. She had to wear a wig that matched her original hairstyle for the film. Yeah. And you could tell, too. Mm-hmm. The voice of Alice's friend heard over the telephone is the voice of Nancy Loomis, who played Annie in Halloween and appears in Halloween 2 as the corpse of Annie. No shit. Yeah. Nice. One common criticism, I actually wrote this down, one common criticism is that the hospital is too conveniently dead, even for a night shift, for Michael to be able to walk around unnoticed and kill the hospital staff. Rick Rosenthal said he based this off a personal experience he had with his wife, where they once attended a hospital late at night, and it was completely deserted, save for a few doctors and nurses and the patients. Additionally, early dialogue in the script refers to his Haddonfield Clinic, not a fully staffed hospital. Ah, now that now that you say that, I do wonder. And they refer to it as a clinic once in the film. Yeah, they do. I do wonder how he would have maneuvered if there was more people. I wonder how tense that would really be. That would have been interesting. Yeah, think about it. He couldn't roam the halls like that. So how's he getting around? Like, I don't know, man. I feel like that's just Michael's thing, though. Like he'd still be able to do it. Yeah. 
That's Halloween. People wouldn't really bat an eyelash at it. He, he's the shape, man. He just like hide in shadows and shit, dude. Like, I mean, he Rick Rosenthal again and Halloween Resurrection takes us back to a hospital, but a mental, mental hospital. hospital. Yeah, and he does. He roams the halls once again. It's true. Hey, so also, and I'm sure, which obviously you enjoy, is a literally a pure continuation of H two O. So yeah, which I think this film just feels my reasoning more to why i think that h2o is a better successor to the franchise than h18 agreed i think once you see how laurie is and portrayed in this film she's really beaten down i think that the, seeing laurie kind of like cha- move to california start a new life is a lot more uh realistic to me than seeing this fucking whacked out nut job living in the woods with all these weapons i think that that's a lot I, I like, yeah. H2O. Yeah, I, n- I don't really fully understand their reasoning behind Lori's whole PTSD to that extreme level when she didn't really suffer through a whole lot, it seems. Well, well if you look at, well, for H18, technically, yeah, she actually didn't suffer a lot. Five people died, not 16. Had you included the first two, then I could understand. So yep. I do totally get that aspect. If you watch. Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and Halloween H2O and say, there, that's it. That's a pretty good storyline, and that gives you closure. That's a good trilogy. That's the sister trilogy. With, and I think that that's with the first 20 thing. minutes of Resurrection? No, we don't even talk no, about no. that. You, you could even, no, you could even end with, with It ends with, with there. her cutting his head off and that being the end of her struggle. Yeah, I could live with that. Yeah. And wasn't that always questionable, though, whether that was actually him or not? No, it was only questioned whenever they announced Resurrection. Uh, yeah, when they were doing H two O, they 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 originally wanted to do that, and they said, "No, you're not doing that." <laughs> they said, "You're keeping." I it. haven't watched H two O. Fuck, man, probably since two thousand. So they were gonna. They had a whole thing with that, but Chad, continue. Right, uh, Halloween two was originally written to take place in a high rise apartment building. Later in script meetings, however, the setting was changed to Haddonfield Hospital. Uh, Dick Warlock is the shortest Michael Myers in the entire series, and in fact, he wore lifts in order to appear taller. Yeah, there were. There I was, was gonna say he seemed pretty tall in it, but you know, he, well, lifts. listen, he's he's tiny. He, he's a tiny man. Yeah, yeah, he's five nine. He's like five eight. First of all, yeah, you aren't allowed to call anybody tiny because everybody's tiny compared no, to you, no, dude. No, I'm like, tiny no. compared to you. No, like, but seriously, like, no. When I say tiny, like, yeah, he's tiny. He had to wear lifts in the shoes, and those boots are three inches heels. So he had a double thing going. That's hot. <laughs> so he had six inch high heels on is pretty much what you're saying. <laughs> six inch mm. high heels. That's why his ass looks so fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Pun intended. Chadwick. A novelization of the film was published in 1981. I actually have it in a drawer sitting right over there. Yeah. Uh, it, it was written by horror sci-fi writer Dennis Etchison under the pseudonym Jack Martin and became a bestseller. The start of each of the chapters in the book were lined with uh, captioned black and white stills from the movie. Until 2018, this is one of only two Halloween films released by Universal Studios. Uh, after the massive success of the first film, Universal picked up the sequel when Halloween 3 didn't fare so well, Universal gave the rights to Trancus International, an affiliate of Universal's who produced the films until 89. Then in 96, the rights were sold to Miramax. Ah. They went through several studio changes during the whole course of the uh, But the Akkad stuck around. 
Interestingly, several of the scenes and lines in the film were taken by Sean Carpenter from the novelization of the original Halloween, written by Curtis Richards and published in 79. The most obvious references are the neighbor appearing from a house near the Doyle residence and speaking to Loomis. Their exchange is almost identical uh, and includes the line, you don't know what death is from Loomis. Loomis going outside after shooting Michael to view his body. And Loomis also says his gun heightens my sense of security and lines said to Deputy Hunt in the movie. Yep. That's at the Myers house. Woo! Dude, Loomis was fucking, uh, he was just a little trigger happy in this movie. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, bang. Carpenter. Right? Here too. Okay, so Lance Guest, who played Jimmy, uh, was relatively unknown when he made this movie. He went on to star with Dan O'Herlihy, who plays Cochrane in Halloween 3. They starred in a movie called The Last Starfighter in 1984. Which was directed by Nick Castle. Nick Castle. I always forget he did that movie. Nice little uh what do they call that? Eight degrees of Kevin Bacon or six degrees of sex. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's more than just a pretty shape. He is. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Like Bobby. Oh, Ooh. the alternate television television version of the film has been called been known to be called the producer's cut. It does have uh a few more stalking scenes too, which are actually pretty cool. Surprised it actually has more scenes being on TV, but what, there's one shot in that TV series um, where it, it's literally so quick. You just see Michael walking across the hall, opening a door, and he slams it shut. Why couldn't we keep that? So they were like, "We just don't need that Scooby Doo scene. We're good." <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so going back to the mask. As the story goes, the mask used in this film was the same used in the first one, but the stunt mask Tony Moran and Jim Winburn used was different from the Nick Castle mask. The stunt mask from Halloween 1 was also used in this, and the final scene after Michael's shot in the eyes. This is the mask that is seen burning away in the end, proven as Dick Warlock kept the hero mask for over 20 years. And now it's... So the one you see burning is the stunt mask from the first one. All right. Unfortunately, though, but peacefully rotting away slowly but surely. When released right. in theaters the same year, it was released in the same year as uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, which star- stars Jason Voorhees, blah, blah, blah. Uh, both movies include a scene where a law enforcement official is killed with a hammer claw to the head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The sequel was originally intended to be the final film to feature Michael Myers, Dr. Sam Loomis, and Laurie Strode. John Carpenter purposely killed off Myers and Loomis because he wanted to end the Haddonfield storyline. When he was asked to do a second sequel, he chose to continue the franchise as an anthology of non-related horror stories that take place during Halloween. Real quick, that's my brother, ladies and gentlemen. My and, what is and, up, Bobby? Me and my brother are one of our personal favorites. This was our favorites growing up. There you go. What's up, Tom? Love you. I'll see you soon. Yeah, we still must have hated bump 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 having a end. younger brother, literally like two feet fucking over him. <laughs> <laughs> you probably never took any shit from him, dude. <laughs> As a child, it was totally <laughs> well. Yeah, but would you hit like thirteen and you were like enough? <laughs> I was like 16. I got a mustache now. Leave me alone. Right? <laughs> he I can picture Bobby being over six feet tall and his voice is cracking like the like the like, like, like the squeaky voice teenager in uh, Simpsons. Hey. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Jimmy's fate is left unclear in the theatrical cut as he simply collapses in his car from a concussion after he slipped on the pool of blood. However, in the alternate ending, the TV version, he is revealed to have survived with bandages over his head and sharing an ambulance with Lori to be trans- transported to another hospital. Ah, okay. I was kind of wondering about that myself. Yep. Halloween 4. Say that one more time. Halloween 4. Wait, who's getting trans? Wait, who Loomis is? Or you no. saying no, Jimmy? Oh, Jimmy. I thought you said Michael. It's Jimmy the Creeper. Oh, Jimmy the Creeper. Halloween 4. <laughs> Whispering to Lori while she's passed out. Not even that, dude. He was like touching her hand and shit, dude. And then even like oh, he's probably minutes later, he's like, that. I know I don't really know you. I was like, you're fucking sure acting like you did. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> An interview with John Carpenter revealed the whole Michael and Lori being brother and sister was a consequence of the airing of the original Halloween on television. After NBC obtained the television broadcast rights, they contacted him with a request for more footage since the film was too short for the intended time slot. Carpenter, who was making little progress on his Halloween 2 script, then conceived of the whole hidden family connection inspired by The Empire Strikes Back. The twist allowed him to film additional scenes for Halloween, which retroactively dropped hints to this family connection and at the same time served as a plot device to get his new script going. Carpenter later said the brother thing was awful. Why? I mean, I don't I like it. I don't. It always made sense to me. I mean, I honestly don't think it's a it's a problem. But at the same time, as they could have done multiple times. You could have debunked it if you really wanted to. The right way could have been done. And yeah, but I like I that. Had, the problem I have with, and as I've watched it, even with the new Halloween, the problem I have is you could have debunked it after four. You could have gotten away with it. What if that's not her kid? Again, so then she's not, that's not her uncle. You know, that's not her brother. You could have, if you wanted to, have done it the right way. Debunked it throughout every time and done something about it. But everybody was butthurt. And everybody's stupid. So I like it, but then there's a part of me that goes, well, if you wanted to get rid of it, get rid of it. Like, you could have done it the right way, but they didn't. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. We'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> I'll go to, we'll be here till I go to work. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's fucking early in the moment. Okay, okay. continuing on. Alice was the only casualty of the Elrod stolen kitchen knife. Michael stabs her to death with the knife, but never uses it again as he starts heading to the hospital instead and uses a scalpel later in the film. Right? He's like, ooh, new tool. <laughs> and finally, now this, this I actually found uh, somewhere else. Uh, an incident with minor connections to the film heightened attitudes about the potent effects of media violence on young people on december 7th 1982 richard delmer boyer of el monte california murdered francis and eileen harbitz an elderly couple in fullerton california leading to the trial people versus boyer in 1989 the couple were stabbed 43 times by boyer according to the trial transcript Boyer's defense was that he suffered from hallucinations in the Harbits residence brought on by the movie Halloween 2, which the defendant had seen under the influence of PCP, marijuana, and alcohol. The film was played for the jury, and a psychopharmacologist pointed out various similarities between its scenes and the visions the defendant described. Boyer was found guilty and sentenced to death. 
The incident became known as the Halloween 2 murders and was featured in a short segment on TNT's Monster Vision, hosted by Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah. That's a fucked up story, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of stories of uh, like certain one movie in particular setting off somebody to no murder. But what you would think is they would say, oh, a Halloween film. No, it was Halloween, too. Like, this was so specific. And one specific scene in that movie, too, not just mm-hmm. the movie in general. Yeah. But this each is- their own. <laughs> Damn, dude. And then I also love the fact that, I mean, which is partially why I love three because it failed. After then, this then four. Think about it. Halloween four, on a little tent, is the only movie to really pick up, like right off where Halloween two left off. No other like five picked up off of four, but like four was the one that did it right after two. Everything else after that, kind of, for me. Fucked it up worse. I haven't watched four in so long, dude. Like I started to the other day, but there's one other thing I have a problem with four. Sorry, we're 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 on this. That's it. I that's it. Bobby's getting it out now. <laughs> four to me is not that Thorn trilogy thing. It's not in four. It was bought in five. Can't change my mind. I know I'm right. Now I'm done. All right. Because it, it doesn't show up till five because they had nothing else to do with it. Okay, Bobby. It's okay. <laughs> you, you can show me where Mustafa Akkad touched you later, okay? Uh, continue. <laughs> right here. Right here in the heart, man. Oh. But yeah, that's all I have for behind the scenes stuff. There's tons and tons more. I want to see like a little stuffed Michael Myers doll now. Like PJ <laughs> fucking hold, hand it to. Right yeah. Oh, no. I thought, I thought you were going to pull up a stuffed Michael Myers doll. I was like, dude. I have it over there. <laughs> like I have to get up and get it. Wait, wait. Love you, Bobby. Uh, it's over there. I'm not getting out of frame. Is it? I'm, is it the one where you press his stomach and it plays the Halloween theme? It's in the box right over there. I used to have one of those. I have no idea what happened to it. What the hell, Chad? I've moved so many times, dude. It's not even funny. Your woman got rid of it on you. That's what it no, was. No, no. It was long gone before that. Oh. I think, I think my mom did. Son of a bitch. I mean, it could potentially be out in the garage in one of my boxes. I have no idea. I'd have to go through box after box to find it. She's just have a rummage day. Be like, what do we have? Sounds like it would be a fun day, though. Right. <laughs> like, oh, dude, you'd, you'd find so many, so much good stuff out there. I got Star Wars stuff. I've got He Man, Transformers. I've got. He-Man and the Monsters. I've got totes, I got so many comics, it's not even funny. So it sounds like you need another garage just Basically. for your podcast studio to show awesome stuff. Basically, yeah. See, TJ agrees over there, I think. The I've, sad thing is my Star Wars figures aren't really worth shit because they're the ones that came out in like the mid-90s. So I may as well just take them out of the package and let the kids play with them. Say, who, Power yeah, of the Force! Yep. They still look cool. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, I'll just take them out of the package and let the kids have, have fun. Let them breathe, Chadwick. Let them breathe. Might as well. Ooh. All right. So... We all ready for some big questions now? Yes, we are. All right. So, you know what? I'm actually going to start with Brody's because I also had that question. So, uh, Brody was curious about the kid in the hospital bleeding out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a razor blade. Did they? Was it mentioned? Or is he just guessing on that? Oh, no. You see it. It shows the oh, razor blade. When it you, does. Yeah, when you're looking, you, you could see... Yeah, right when she's taking him into the hospital, she pulls the uh so 
Okay. So my question, I feel like I already know the answer to it, but what would be your guess of what happened, gentlemen? Oh, the old razor blade and the apple had to be. Absolutely. There's no other thing I could. I wasn't thinking apple. I was thinking candy, but yeah, you know, either way. It'd be easier to hide a razor blade in an apple than in a candy bar. Candy, like. Chad thinks about this all the time. Well, if you think about it, I don't know how. Yeah, but after seeing that in the movie years ago, I, th- I thought about right. it. I'm like, what would it be hiding in? And I'm like, the other thing that made sense would have to be an apple. Night yeah. of the Demons, baby. <laughs> that was several razor blades. Yes. Mm. Made into a pie. That was the best part of the whole movie. Yes. That was ah, pretty crazy. Quickly dash shot. It's pretty nice. <laughs> in the beginning there? Yeah. Yeah. It's always and then the weird, the weird, uh, I don't know, man. Anything you, it starts like where the nipples start eating, dude. I mean, you sold me there, so. You know, man, that reminds me. I'm, I was looking over my list of movies for the next year, and I'm thinking, you know, I got to find another Linnea Quigley movie. Yep. We need we need to see her tits again next year. We've oh, seen her a couple times. Did you, did, oh, you right? think of tradition. A, did you think of a theme yet? I was thinking of going with Stephen King. Uh-huh. But I think I might just go. I might. I may just pick completely random movies. That's the only I- reason I was. The only reason I was thinking of going with the Stephen King theme was just so we could watch Maximum Overdrive. I knew I mean, you I could just pick that game. You could just pick that movie. <laughs> exactly. I, I still got to get you four movies. I'll we can watch some. And I, I only want to review that movie just so we can. I just want to hear everybody's reaction. If we to that do Maximum Overdrive, we should do Trucks as well. Oh God, Trucks! Oh, <laughs> that's a fun movie. Just it was like a TV movie. remake of it, Johnny. Oh, okay. it's more accurate to the story. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, so razor blade in the candy. We get there. Uh, How the hell did Myers not burn his hand when he was burning the nurse's faces off? Face off. I've always, I've always wondered that myself. To do, like, it would have been cool if they actually like showed him with burn damage and he just didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? But he didn't have any burn damage at all. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, is that he that indestructible? Or... Like, he's that much of a Hulk? Like, literally, I like, mean, hot yeah. water doesn't fucking burn him. Like, so I'm fine with that. So this, that's the weird part is he doesn't get burn damage from that. Jump to four, and his hands are scarred like there's no tomorrow. So it's like, I guess it had to be that severe. Well, okay, to be fair. <laughs> no, no, no. He, remember, he burned up, too, at the end. That was, that was, I was just saying, it wouldn't have been from the hot tub. And, okay, so funny you guys to mention that is because I am not – and officiating out of a four, but I know definitely TJ and Bobby is, and maybe even Chad. We know this was supposed to be the end of the series, but in continuation, seeing I don't know, and maybe our fans don't, how the fuck does Loomis and Myers survive? Well, I guess, well... Oh, uh, they, they get protected by uh, what they call uh, sequels. And, uh, <laughs> they get well, protected by Hollywood money. And the box Pretty office. much. And but, revenue, revenue brought them back. Well, money, I, I heard. I thought. Okay, I think I got something for you. Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. Get so what you got. when they were doing four, the screenwriter Alan B. McElroy, he actually wrote a scene where they the were going to start from the explosion, and you were supposed to see Loomis kind of fly back as if he was blown out, and he was burned. So that's how you were supposed to know Loomis was supposed to be alive. There wasn't supposed to be an indication for Michael, other than he was in a coma. Well, that, no, that you that know was how they cut it for that. I mean, Michael's is obviously indestructible, so that's fine. But I just wanted to know how the fuck Loomis survive, would survive that potentially going into a sequel, unless they literally are just like, okay, that didn't happen. 
Like everything happened except for that part. No, you know what they I mean? wanted like, that scene, but there, there wasn't time to shoot it. So then they obviously brought him back with the burn marks. I was going to say, because Loomis has burn marks on his one side, right? At least. And his, his hand, if you look in five, and, his hands are burnt and shit. And Michael was burnt too, because his hands were burnt. And when you when you see him in the movie before he even gets the mask, he's always bandaged up. Okay. Okay. And uh, I got two more. This is... Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on how uh, the Myers died? What? Was that the Myers? His parents? Oh. Was it like a weird Spider-Man thing where it's just like, nah, they're dead. And then you could write some crazy backstory or it was like... Yeah, why not? I don't know. Maybe drunk I mean, driving. Who knows? I mean, never... that was just kind of a one-sentence thing, which, I mean, granted, you don't need like tons of backstory on it. They were just like, oh, and they died. It's like, oh, it's shit. Plot device. Plot device. That's all it is. Right. Okay. Never... And the last, the last one, because you guys are the officiant. And you know what? Maybe this is even mostly for Bobby because he said he didn't have to watch it and he knows this movie in his sleep. So this is kind of a weird one too. What is the product placement during the scene where he took the knife? Oh, um, was it Coca-Cola? Yeah. Bam. Chad got that shit. I, th- I, I thought so. It was the, it was the, the glass bottles of Coke. Well, yep. That movie had Coke all over it. Even oh, I know. But that was the first shot of it. And it was a beautiful shot of Coke, dude. Like, you know, Maximum Overdrive also has Coke all over it, but a different kind. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but that was the director's. That was the director's. He was coked out of his mind. Okay, <laughs> yes, no, that fucking was. Little no, fourth I... bump between shots, you know? <laughs> right? He's like, wait, 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 wait. that shot wasn't good enough. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. <laughs> okay, now I have a question for you guys. Shoot it. Night of the Living Dead was the first movie they were watching. Yes. Yeah. What was the second movie? Which scene? Oh, um, wasn't Evil in, Dead. Uh, no. In the hospital. It's in not the waiting room. Dead. Nope. The, the thing from another world? No. The thing would have been from the first one. The, f- the thing was the first film, then Night of the Living Dead. Wait, wait now wait. Are you mean when the there when Bud's in that one room? It, do- yeah, it doesn't actually show it. It just says the movie was starting. The movie that was starting. It sounds it, like Night of the Living Dead because that's that soundtrack. It was dementia. Ah, wow. I would have nope. <laughs> I would have not. See, Johnny, I thought for sure you would have been like, hmm, that'd be a good question. Yeah, I was. I don't know. This one, I was just. I'm surprised. I I should have caught that, but I was just. I was trying to think of like super weird random ones that you would hopefully not be able to answer. I think think they said they were saying like coming up next, dementia. Hmm. Oh, well. That was a good question, though. Thank you. Anybody else? We good? Are we on to our uh, main breakdown? Break it down. Bobby's thinking. Bobby's thinking. (laughs) <laughs> Look at that beautiful face just in thought. I wish he's he's got something. He's the, got something for the audio listeners out there. He's just it, it's a <laughs> nice chiseled chin. He was he's actually licking his chops. All right. right. Uh this might be more like a continuity question. So a when they reshot question? when they reshot that opening with Michael falling off the balcony, what did you notice as he went over the side? What did you notice? He's walking up a ramp. There you go. You could clearly see it. Yep. Because he could. They had. They did it five times before that, and every time he did it, he landed on his face. Really? They couldn't have that. Obviously. No shit. 
Yep, I noticed. That. I even noticed that the first time I saw it. Yeah, I did too. I'm like, why the fuck is he up so? Oh. <laughs> so, boys, uh, let's get on with these questions for this week, okay? Let's do it up. Yeah. What format? Okay. Did you question. Watch? Oh, go ahead. What format did you watch it, and what was the quality like? Uh, well, I actually have it on DVD. It was uh the good old Universal Double Pack of two and three. Okay. Nice. So I would say probably seven twenty. His best because it's just I don't know it's like a two th- mid two thousands DVD so but I watched it on the four K TV so I watched it as clean as I could on the uh, PS four so Robert pretty good uh, I have the the um, Scream Factory Blu Ray discs of all the Halloween so the two pack the two pack uh, no, the whole collection the, the whole set. the large one yeah the Blu Ray one yeah with everything okay. okay. I just saw TJ's nipples perk up through his blazer. <laughs> Listen, like, yes. I bought that the day it came out, and I didn't pay high price for it. Uh, TJ does have the Halloween set, but not the original no. full set with H, the producer's cut and everything. Mm. You got the second, but it's still a nice set. Oh, yeah. uh, I watched it actually. on. I, I rented it on Prime, so I got, got it in full 1080p nice. HD. Nice, nice, nice. It's a release box set. And, and and it was on sale too, so it was only two bucks for a rental. I paid really? fifty bucks yeah. for my box set. The, and the big one was a hundred and fifty at the time it came out. But like Chad what? said, I don't get Halloween Six producer cut, so that's. But you can buy that by itself. Yeah, I, that, bu- I bought. The, yeah, I got that, that about seven dollars. Yeah. yeah, I think that's about what I paid for it at Fye. Nice. So yeah, so I guess I watched it in ten eighty p, and then it was uh. It looked pretty good. Sarah said it was a pretty clean copy. I mean, Shout Factory does a really good job on their scans. So the the reason I had to rent the high, the HD version, I do have the Universal DVD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just I just really wanted to see those tits in high def. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. That's a legitimate reason. That's legit. That's, legit. that's worth two bucks, dude. I mean, absolutely. So, really due to the movie, I'm gonna say Jimmy because he's creepy. Yes. Yes. He's just touching on girls that are fucking knocked out. Actually, yeah. Like, Lori, are you sleeping? Because I'm into ooh. that. <laughs> quick, quick actual ex- extra question. When she was knocked out with her eyes open, was she faking it or was she really like fucked no, up? No, it was a side effect of uh, her medication. So she just kind of happened to come out of it in that two seconds that like she was gone. Yeah. She must okay. have, yeah. Because I was just like, was she faking it the whole time? And like, yeah, an actual. Uh, allergic reaction. Right. I just wanted to make sure if that was legit or not. So I, you know what it could have been? The tetanus shot they gave her. Hmm. Maybe could have been. Because uh, he asked her, "Do you have tet- Did you get? When's the last time you got your tetanus shot?" <laughs> that he sh- hit her. Yeah, the nurse said she just had an allergic reaction to medication. She didn't say specifically what. Douche of the movie. Also, I would like to say, I wonder if uh, the injection scenes are some of the additional shots because they're separate from the normal ones. And I wonder if those was, uh, were added for gore effect because it adds cringe factors. Just because it. it's, yeah, random, like, we could just shoot any arm getting an injection. Probably. It looks like a lot of be. insert shots are actually, like, uh, the death scenes, like, the weapon hitting the people. I think that if you take that out, that would do, be the aforementioned cut that Chad was mm-hmm. referencing. And then also, Bobby mentioned the uh, producer's cut or the TV cut. 
where Michael's walking. That also could be attributed to that other cut that Chad was talking about. That's more like a TV show. That's mm. not scary or anything. So, I mean, there, probably within the cut that we see that there is a version that Chad was talking about that we could probably. Uh, Bobby, you should have the uh, television cut as an extra on that set. Ooh. Not only is it as an extra, it's its own separate DVD. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's, that's so cool. like you can literally watch theatrical cut, take out that DVD, go watch the television cut. Because even the scene where Ben Tramer dies, the dialogue is a little different too. Like there's. Yeah, and, and the death the death scenes are a little bit different. Like it, uh, you see Jimmy come back at the TV cut um, at the end. It doesn't it doesn't show the throat cut on the cop. No, it's different. It's Things different. like no, that. No, he he stabs him yeah. in the back. Yeah, oh, really? I like to, uh, I like the sidebar that the uh, Scream Factory Jason goes to hell does not include the TV version. Just just say, say that. <laughs> I don't. What's in? What's different? Oh, there's a lot of different. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I yeah. I have the open matte TV version, and it's preferably waves better than the other versions of the film. You get yeah, the uh, nudity and gore. Well, you get so yes. much more character building, like so much more. Yeah, you do. You really like, do. I can't stand yeah, because you look at, you have to look at all the gore and everything they had to cut out, so they had to pad out the uh, right. the runtime with with cut scenes. They do that a lot with the different things. They've done that with Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, dude. So wait, wait, is there a the full, television version has that? Is there a full cut of that altogether with the TV and the gore? Oh, okay. I, I have the open matte version of it, which would be the version they used to transfer onto VHS and Betamax. Mm-hmm. Ah. O- open I, matte is allowed for TV transfer, I believe. All right, learn something new every day. That that version, that's the one with the uh, the time code clock at the bottom of the screen, right? This one does not have it because it's made for this. Yes, it's it's framed oddly. What if you saw it on a on a? Okay, that that's probably yes. They probably framed it that way to get rid of the time code then. Yes, to hide it. It, Okay, I got you. Not three four. It's something unique. It's it's interesting. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so back to where we were. Uh, everyone agrees that Jimmy's the douche. You know who okay. I'm actually going to say? Okay. And you okay. Might not agree with me. A little bit of Loomis. Okay. I can see that. No, that's fine. I can see that. Like as much as I love him, technically, technically, in a weird he, technical he, sense, even though he, he did not let Michael get out, Patty in the first movie said to the cop, "Okay, can you alert these fucking people that he's here so we can just catch him?" It might not have went down the same way we all know and love. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. Why would he even call. have to do a quick that, phone though? call would have changed the movie. Want them to do that? Yeah, but he, they already knew though. Yes, no, him. But they wanted to. The cops wanted to let the TV stations, radio stations know. Oh, okay, that's what you meant. I thought you meant. I was gonna say I was like the Smith crew people. Knew. That's why in four, it's like, yeah, can you let these people know, please? We're not doing this again. <laughs> yeah, but Loomis had a good reason to not do that. Yeah, you didn't want to cause mass panic. Yeah, he said you do that, they're going to see him in every street corner. They're going to see him in every house. But for me, so I will give him, I'm going to give him douche of the movie for that. Even for this. So, yeah. Oh, and uh, Ben Tramer probably didn't feel anything that happened because according to his friend's description, he was fucked up. He was drunk. He was drunk as shit, yeah. Yeah. And he... See, now there's another reason. I mean, that was pretty instantaneous anyways. (laughs) Did you imagine... Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, fan film idea. That night, I just want five minutes, like him get coming, like leaving the party, and him walking home, and him being like, "Oh fuck, 
oh fuck and then he's Car. like you hear loomis it's like hey there he is and he's like oh fuck he turns around he's like oh the guy's coming at me uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it just ends when he gets hit by the car and like there bed tramer <laughs> <laughs> so not, he didn't come home. Oh, wow. oh, there, there it is, buddy. There it is. Oh wow! Like Halloween Soul. three tap. Wow. There you go. Write <laughs> that shit off Universal right now. Yeah, that's good. You just got yourself tagline a beautiful. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh shit! All right, we're gonna end it right oh, there, everybody. Yeah. Now, <laughs> that <laughs> favorite kill boys oh you know what i'm gonna have to go with the air syringe i don't know why i just it's weird and i like it that's that was the kill. only scene sarah didn't watch at. that's a cringy kill it's just weird because it's like almost like he's just he's really fucking with him at that point you know what i mean i, I don't know something with me not that he hasn't but like it's not just anything with stab the fact that he's just like see Ooh. what this does okay so i want to say that i Honorable mention for me is the chick at the beginning where who gets the Elrod knife right in the sternum and gets okay. the, blood, the blood squared up on the mask. That's fucking sick as hell. And then, uh, but favorite kill, uh, scalpel lift is fucking just way too cool. Janet never deserved that. Not Janet. That's not Janet. Yeah, pretty. What's her name? Jan- Finger in the butt. Um, Finger in the butt. What's her name? Alexander. Alexander, yeah. Yeah, Janet didn't deserve it either. Just, Just so you know. It was Janet was titties? Janet? Janet's the young girl. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, the one that found the doctor. Yes. Oh. Yeah, she uh, was the one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scalpel yeah. for me as well, but my second one with the runner-up would actually probably have to be uh, uh, the original kill of the uh, the marshal. Fucking like A. The, 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 throat the TV version, not the throat cut. Because it's just because he gets he like gets into a tussle with Michael and then Michael says, "Ah, fuck you, I'm done with you." Hmm, that's awesome though. I think I got to go with the hot tub kill. Yeah, that's pretty pretty fucking gnarly. Because he was just fucking toying with her. He drowned. He hold her head under, then look, hold up. Not only that, then pull up again. But he was, uh, you know, he was getting a little fucking uh, finger nibble love going on there. (laughs) She's just sucking on some dirty old fingers. Yeah, that was. My wife goes, how does she not realize he has sleeves on all of a sudden? Like the guy was naked before. And I was like, maybe she thought he put a coat on to warm up. I don't, or, you know, I don't fuck it. I was like, who gives a shit? I don't know why, but I kept wanting to call that guy Axel from Friday the 13th part four. He should have been. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because it was the same type of dude. Kind of. But he's just, he's not as bad as Axel. Axel was trying to get laid in a morgue. You know, yeah, Axel was Axel was just gross. Uh, so yeah, no. I'd have to say those best scene, boys. Oh wait, God. Chad, Chad, you answered kill, right? Yeah, the hot tub. Okay, so best scene. Mm, I, I uh, can God. see. Can my favorite shots be my best scenes? That's kind of how so, I feel. Okay, so that inside interior Elrod house from the TV's point of view, looking back at Michael. And then maternity ward, when you see Michael walk back the hallway after leaving the baby uh, corridor, you see uh, Janet is talking, not Janet, the other girl, is talking to the uh, the black nurse. And then in the, the background, you see Michael dart from the hallway and then go 
back. Yes. I think that those out of focus shots are so haunting and so well perfectly like planned that you just know that they're on storyboard somewhere and you're just like, mmm, they're so tasty. Like, oh god, it's beautiful. I just cinematography wise I, those two shots in particular always stand out for me in this film exactly mostly due to that guy uh, <laughs> i guess since this is this is a go to movie. go to t public and get yeah. <laughs> well, i mentioned Working on new commercials they will be recorded tomorrow and they're going to be funny as shit yes. nice nice in the meantime go to t public and uh, get yourself a dean cundy shirt cundy uh, man um, favorite <sighs> I think right. I'm gonna have to go with the two I mentioned before, dude. The long pan shots. I just love that shit. Like, yeah. And and honestly, I love the beginning one, but I think my favorite one is the one in the street on Halloween night with the kid with the boombox, and just that nice long street pan. Everybody's just completely oblivious. By the way, and the kid had, with the the kid with the boombox is Dick Warlock's son. Is it? Yep. That's awesome. So that means his dad really probably like. Hit him hard. <laughs> Just that start. that was his one son, and I think one of the kids asking about Ben Tramer was his other son. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But no, I like how it and I like how it just ended on the sign for the hospital. You know what I mean? It was just that one shot alone. Dude, there's so many good ones, but all right, shot wise, because there's there's no way I'm picking a favorite scene. Shot or scene, you go either one, right? There's no way. I'm sorry. So shot-wise, I mentioned it before with Michael coming through the door. That's that's one of them. My other favorite shot is... Wait, which uh, door? The the glass door. I was going to say, because he comes like, through the wood door, door, too. <laughs> through that door. Like, there's no effort. He made it effortless, literally. That, and then my other favorite one is probably um, the end stalk. Him chasing Lorian Loomis. Okay. Because- I'll go with that for the scene. I agree. Especially from the part where uh from the boiler room till basically the very end. And and if you see me looking down, it's because I found the TV version of the kills. So I'm just like recapping. <laughs> it's like this is what I do. Because <laughs> I'm watching the sheriff die right now. So would you say from like when she's outside? And like he starts chasing her to the inside, like from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that was my favorite shot was the camera following Lori across the parking lot. Right. It was such a long run, and he was just mm-hmm. like slow walk and still and that just like small shot of him coming around the corner and boom, his face is red. I would have to say uh honorable mention for scene is the whole uh cop in the hospital after Loomis keeps telling him to not fuck with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch him will you get away from him <laughs> like it's okay he's not breathing yeah right <laughs> what did i say i shot him fucking six i guess i was just watching like the the original death of the sheriff he literally shakes the fucking hell of him kills him and just drops him and he's just like that was easier than i thought let's see if he gave you like a good back break or something that would be dope but all right also uh want to sidebar real quick so over box office banner boys made a movie discussion group and one of the first things in there was favorite movie that featured a wrestler so that i i of course put pick one ready to rumble pick two reference number one pick three reference number two 
So it's just ready to rumble. And then uh, and, and then uh, I messaged Brandon and I was like, don't forget that Tyler Maine used to wrestle in WCW as Big Sky. Yes, so did. don't forget to talk about Halloween one, Rob Zombie's Halloween, because that motherfucker's a wrestler. <laughs> He was. And, I, and I sent him a video of Big Sky wrestling fucking yep. Kevin Nash. And that dude's huge. Yeah, he Kevin is. Holy fuck. What is he like? He's like 6'9. He's like 6'9. I thought. But. I see. I like Tyler Main better as Sabretooth. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler- that's actually what I know him as a Sabretooth. <sighs> you know what? That was just always one of my sad parts of uh, Wolverine Origins that we never got that Sabretooth. Mm hmm. Goddamn love Schreiber. Anyway. Yeah, rather die Santa Slay, absolutely, because Goldberg's awesome. Oh, uh, good pick. Favorite ra- What's the one? Uh, what is it? Is it Space Commando? What's the one with Hogan? Where is it from? Fucking Suburban Commando. Suburban, Suburban Commando. Yeah. Uh, oh, they live. Oh, yeah. Roddy wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Roddy I mean, I was going to say that, I'm, but that's coming Roddy. up on the podcast. So you're next week. Hear- Next You're going to hear an, enough of us uh, oh, loving okay. that. Honorable mention, racist Chris Jericho in the... Uh, yes, yes Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <dude. laughs> Holy shit. I messaged TJ Dumb after man. watching that. I was like, was that fucking Jericho, dude? Like, Yeah, baby! <laughs> uh, I got to watch that. I got to watch that sometime. It's good, dude. I think it's still on Prime. For, uh, dude, like, actually, God. Prime Prime. Like. <laughs> It uh, it was good, dude. I enjoyed it. It's actually quite a good product. Marketing did it in. <laughs> Hater time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. so opening scene. Hook you yes. guys. Yes. Yeah. It was literally yes. continuation of the right from yep. where you left off. Yep. Like perfect. Didn't even miss a beat. Best hits. Best dick. Hottest girl. Hottest guy. So I'm gonna go with the JLC. And then for the hottest guy, uh, crispy Ben Tramer looks pretty good. <laughs> uh, no. uh, mine's, mine's Pamela and Leo Rossi. Come on. Yeah, but we'll, we'll go with Leo Rossi only because if you're into that dirty, like Middle Eastern dude look, he's your guy. I mean, <laughs> some, hey, you got to some see ladies like too. that look, man. Yeah. How can you think of us now that 70s show that you said it when they're always picking on fat? <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I'm gonna have I to can't. say uh I'm gonna have to say I you know the obviously the only titties you get to really see. Uh and I would have to say the one uh not not the main sheriff, but the deputy there that takes over. He's got that sweet 80s fucking blonde, like blown out hair. Yeah, so. he does. I think I got to go with John in that on both cats. Okay. Right. And then, dude, I I put, I watched an HD. I rented it on HD just to see those titties. So. Right. Two dollar. Yeah, I had to get my two dollars worth. Half of a dollar. Oh shitty. So, uh, score absolutely. Score oh, yeah. great. Oh yeah, I love this score. I think it might even be more scary, more frightening than the first one. It's Bobby. What's your favorite song? Mine will forever be Lori's theme. I oh. think it's fucking killer. Shape Stalks. Okay. This Shape Stalks is way more like in your face intense. Like, really? You got you guys don't want to mention how they made so, took something so innocent as Mr. Sandman 
Here's I made a question it a bit for you. So, Mr. Sandman being used in lots of movies. What is the first one that actually comes to mind when you think of a Mr. Sandman scene? Is it this? This is no. where I swear. It's not this for me. Halloween H2O with the knife fucking getting buried into the pumpkin. I knew that would be your pick, TJ, because that's yeah. your favorite Halloween movie. That or, or other, the other movie I do know it from is Uncle Buck. Yep. Yep. I was going to say, uh, mine was Back to the Future. I was that's thinking that I know it from the most. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Back to the Future, Dean Gundy. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's a different version of it, too. That's a. Um, Mr. Sandman. It was, an all, it was an all guys band that actually did that. And then this was the woman who did that. But now that you mentioned Uncle Buck, dude, now I just want to watch Uncle Buck because I haven't seen that shit in a fucking minute. Let me know where you can find that because me and the guys have been talking about that at work for months. And well, Uncle Buck, I got it on DVD. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Right here, baby. Right here. <laughs> I'm candy. Comedy favorites. Uncle Buck, the great outdoors and going berserk. Right here. Nice. Uh, Walmart. Hug? Nah. Little similarity there, isn't it? <laughs> okay, oh, favorite man. character. Ooh, Loomis, dude. I, I can't. Yeah, not say Loomis. Yeah, yeah, uh, Loomis is pretty. Well, high. Yeah. Even with all of his psychotic outbursts, it's got to be. Loomis. Actually, no, Jamie, not Jamie. What the fuck? This is a Halloween for Lori. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Loomis, and then the deputy. Okay. Yeah, because Lori didn't do shit in this movie. No, not really. She ran, but the character it. itself, like Jamie's like portrayal of Laurie in this one is so fucking powerful. I mean, she definitely comes in super hard in the third act, for sure. Perfect for scene to reference how good Jamie Lee Curtis's acting is, even at her young age here. The scene where she falls out of the car and screams. Like, I felt that. I felt that. I was kind of mad that she couldn't get out that second scream. It took the third one, but sometimes right. that's what it is. It is. You're <laughs> like, if only you got that second one. I mean, it's worth. what's that? We'll take it for what it's worth. Right. Yeah, listen, it has to add to the suspense of it because obviously now she's locked out. So, but what about the rest of you guys? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, you go ahead, Bob. Uh, Chad. No. <laughs> I, I didn't even I was I was completely looking down here at the questions. I wasn't I didn't even hear. It's not favorite character. It's favorite character. Oh favorite oh. character. I said Loomis. I yeah, Loomis. Loomis. Oh, I thought we were on a different I, question I, by now. Does it uh scary? Yeah. I think yes. so. Yes. Okay. I think so. Does it hold up? Yeah. Sorry, Gorehounds. We were we had all a like communal brain fart there for a second. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I was like, we got another question. I'm like, I just answered it. That's yeah, that's what I thought too. I was kind of thrown because I just happened to look down and then looked up and like, what, what? Uh, acting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Really good. Absolutely. Top notch. Really good. Not bad at all. Cinematography. Nothing that we haven't already oh. said. This is something deep. It's, it's a Cundy film. It's a, it's a masterpiece. There is nobody that does a better stalking scene. There's nobody that does better framing. And I can tell you what. We need to really tag him in this shit, dude. See if he actually watches it. <laughs> TJ Bowser Power Hour Halloween special coming soon. Do you oh, like the great. premise? That'd be great. Yes, I, yeah. I love the premise. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And going with what our Gorehound said, I like watching this in the first one, obviously, right back to back. So you get a nice four hour treat. You put four in there, you get a nice like five hour, six hour treat. That's true. 
Recycle, rewind, remake. Rewind. rewind, rewind for days, mother. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Do I even question? Do I need to pull out the calculator? No, five. Well, yeah, five. Five, five. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a five. I was, I was thinking four and a half, but yeah, See, I think I'll give I was it five. almost just gonna say because we gave Halloween five, I would say this like four point nine five. But you know, actually, five. I mean, I do love this movie. Don't get me wrong. So I guess in certain aspects it's not a perfect five, but I would be willing to go with like a four and a half or four point eight, whatever. Like the, I, I am okay with that. I am. Say what you say what you want, bud. You know something. You know something. <laughs> four point eight. Four point eight. Like, because I, I love it, but there are still certain things I'm like, oh, but they're little. They're little. Chad, you look like you're thinking deep in thought. I'm thinking. Uh... I, I want to give it 4.75, but I want to give it 5, too. I'm kind of torn. What do you want to give it, boy? <laughs> Let's, I'll give it 5. Fuck it. I'll do the I'll do the 4.8. Fuck it. I'll give it that. We'll give it a 4.9, Chad. All righty. All right. Which seems, honestly... That's a very fair score. Yeah. I, yeah. That's a phenomenal score. You know, it, it certainly is. I mean, I, this is... We've never had one that's that close to five and not just be a five. <laughs> I don't understand why this movie gets any hate anyway, because I I, I feel like I'm reading the critics and hating on it. I'm like, are you guys watching the same movie? Honestly, I think all it is is it's because Carpenter says he hates it. Yes. So they and go, so everybody's yeah. like, oh, well, if Carpenter hates it, it must suck dick. And, and it's no like, offense. no, dude, watch it. It's no all offense to the master of horror, which is what he is. But listen, say what, say what you want. You created something really good. Right. You don't have to like your creation, but that doesn't mean other people can't. Like yeah. like when you see a bad okay. thing on tomatoes and then people really love it. It's like, where the fuck did the 60% come from when we all love it? Guys, what's next episode? Oh, bro. Our next episode is They Live. Right. Just in time, just in time for Election Day. Day baby. Who's wearing the leather jacket and the sunglasses? Leather jacket. leather jacket. I got leather jacket. I got you. No. I got sunglasses oh, and I got, got a flannel. Sunglasses. Oh, flannel. Got, that's what it is. Flannel. That's flannel, flannel, baby. Glasses don't matter. I got flannel, too. Yeah. You got to have the red flannel and the black sunglasses. I got Fortunately, it. I do not have the sweet mane that Rodney Piper had. Or, yeah. Rodney I mean, Piper had. I think you called Rodney, Rodney Piper. Piper. I did. I Rodney Piper. Like <laughs> I don't know why Rodney. I said. <laughs> Rodney Piper. Mabe. Rowdy Rodney Piper. Rowdy Rodney Dude, I am just, I haven't watched that movie in so long, and I am just so excited for that fight scene in the alleyway. That is, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, let's not mention, like, actually, let's not forget to mention his best film, which is uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yes, that is. Hell that Comes is, to Frogtown? Yes, that is a terrific film. That's a film. Was that an it's 80s a, movie? It's Roddy Piper killing frog people. What, what year? Yeah. Chad? Is this late eighties, like around mm-hmm. the same time? I think. Let me hold on. Let me Google it real quick. No, no, you're fine. Yeah, I've bro. never even heard of it, but that I, it. I like the title already. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yep. Eighty-eight. And oh, the and uh, Vinegar Syndrome. Nineteen eighty-seven. Nineteen eighty-eight. Dude, I haven't watched They Live in a minute, so that you can buy the you can buy the Blu-ray for twenty-seven seventy-eight from Vinegar Syndrome on Amazon right now. <laughs> the budget one point five million estimated. Box office one point five million estimated. 
Yeah, right. Hell comes to Frogtown. So, as we end this week's show, just a friendly reminder that I have been doing daily uploads every day for the month of October over on ProjectLouder.net. Right now, there's two new episodes of the Two Guys on Friday podcast, episode 89 and 90, up exclusively on ProjectLouder.net, well, these versions of them. And then you can find those else on like Stitcher, iTunes, and all those. Just search Two Guys on Friday. And then uh, we have audio up on there. And then I think tomorrow I'm going to upload uh, 104 of Gornmore, which is the thing episode. Yeah, because the last one that was uploaded was Texas. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So that will be uploaded. Yeah. Uh, new commercials coming next week, guys. So be on the lookout Ooh. for that. All and right. then not much else. We have Kaufman working on the new Gornmore logo. And Ooh, look out for more uh, streams coming for gaming. Yes. Lots of new gaming streams coming. Phasmophobia, Left 4 Dead 2, Dead Space, all the good stuff. Johnny D, Quarter J, Austin Albin, myself, we're going to be making that Project Louder YouTube channel pop, baby. It's going to be awesome. And also, we'll be posting clips here and there on Facebook. So. Yo, I mean, and we've talked about this, and I, it's obviously been mentioned before, but I'd like to get a game where we're going to get, we could potentially get all podcast hosts involved. So and I know Chad hates when I bring up Power Rangers every time. That is a game I feel that we, a lot of us have. And being cross-platform would be awesome to do as like a Project Louder tournament or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Just an idea. John's calling out the Beetle Bros. Listen, dude. I mean... I I was playing the other day and I was a little rusty, but I feel like, you know, I'm back to where I need to be. Well, guys, I think that's it for this episode of the Gormore Podcast. This is your host mm-hmm. with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, the Lady Arouser, signing off. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Christman, saying, Happy Halloween, fuckers. Ooh. This is Big Johnny D saying, See you later, Gorehounds. This is your killing machine, Bobby and Moan, saying, <laughs>